When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, Rifters. This is Rifts and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules to enhance your gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riftwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riftwake and a Dungeon Master myself. Today's topic is voices. Uh, regular listeners to this podcast probably realize that this isn't one of those areas where Nathan and I actually agree for the most part. Voices are fun. It's not a thing that you really need to have in a game, but it's just a fun thing to do and can be helpful in game to help differentiate the characters that you're playing as a dungeon master or just to put a particular point to a character that you're playing from the player side of things. That's definitely the case. I feel like um, very often on the show, I use um, voices to try and bring across characters at times because most of my um the people that the group meets aren't particularly well fleshed out but what i can do is give them voices that will differentiate them from each other to some extent though i often end up with the sort of dwarvish voice for the fucking reason so one thing a typical disclaimer at the top this is a topic that both Nathan and I think is fun. It is not something that is needed to successfully play or run a D&D game. It is just a topic that we're fond of. So we're going to just talk about using voices as well as some tips and tricks. Are we definitive experts in the subject? <laughs> no, we're not. But we think it's fun and we hope that you can pick up something interesting with this. So that being said, there are lots and lots of advice and columns about voice acting and just lots of ways to go about doing voices but you don't need to do a lot to just give a character a distinctive voice even if you're a person who doesn't think that you're capable of doing voices and there's a lot of people that have that misconception it is a misconception everyone can do voices can some people do more with just a ridiculous range like you know mel blanc of simpsons fame and or sorry of uh, looney tunes fame like there's some people who can just do ridiculous amounts of very different voices but that doesn't mean that anyone can't do something all that it takes to make a voice is to just give them a particular speech pattern you don't actually have to change your pitch at all if you just, okay, well, just to give a couple examples, if you want to just slow your voice, you create the impression of a character who is more pondering in what they decide to say. Or on the other hand, if you decide to just speak a bit faster, then you give someone who is more full of energy and has a lot of ideas that they want to get, get quickly to share with you. Yes. Yeah, so like an example of this is, for example, like we can, you can use uh, stuff like like um repeating stuff like still so he goes like 
and and that's what so he repeats words so at times so like and and that's basic basically it so he goes and stumbles over his words so it shows that he's a bit disordered and he's a bit um strange in a way and doesn't feel like he's the most skilled it makes him seem unskilled in some way because he's so scattered that kind of feeling but to to contrast against his um ability and rune work yeah so also just giving a particular pattern of speech like like a a, a little bit of stutter to have someone who is a little more nervous or to just if you can to just raise and lower your pitch you can go to the extreme side of things like with the distinctive gnome voice <laughs> which actually sounded a lot more like mickey mouse than i was planning on but so be it or if you could just lower your voice a little more just a little bit of changes to your voice whether it's speed pitch can just create a different feel to the character and moving on for that honestly just besides just playing with speed and pitch that i would say is just step one of just trying out voices but to backtrack a second to a step zero sometimes your voices are going to be awesome sometimes they're just not i cannot tell you how many times i think that oh yeah i've got this in the bag and then just completely fuck up when it's time to actually do the thing and so a person just may not have the voice that i intend for them to have or just i think i can do a particular accent and then i found out later dude what the fuck was that that was terrible if you you just need to try to be willing to try things and accept that there will be times where it doesn't quite come out as intended. But just that willingness to try, I would say, is the most important point of using voices. I would also say, right, when it comes to voices, there are certain things that allow you to bring a character to life a bit more. For example, there are certain stereotypes to which what kind of voice you would expect from what kind of race. So, like, drow is typically, like, this softer a bit sly a bit sinister kind of voice where it's like so it appears that you have something i want you know that kind of thing and for example orc <laughs> you go a bit deeper so on and so forth and a little bit gravelly for an orc is often usually the stereotype so there are certain voices that do have their known cadence however you could also purposefully play with that by breaking what is expected so th there is a very common trope of like gnomes and halflings having a higher pitched voice because they're small however that's not often the case i mean okay the actor peter dinklage is not a large man but he has got a sexy deep voice and so just because there are preconceptions about what a voice is quote-unquote supposed to be does not mean that you can't play with that or just flat out break expectations because know biases are biases they're not necessarily truthful facts of the world so if you want to have a deep voiced halfling or if you want to have you know a really big muscular orc who's got a higher voice do that whatever suits the character that you're trying to bring out remy what's your opinion on um trying to voice the opposite sex because typically i i personally find that quite difficult um, same goes with like um, the other way around because I've heard both uh, like fe like females trying to emulate the male voice so on and so forth 
it's very often that um, it's quite difficult. And in that case, right, what is your opinion on people playing characters that aren't their gender in regards to voice? I think good on them. I really just think that anytime a person is willing to just try something that is not them, then good on them for being willing to try to you know wear someone else's shoes. So in terms of the how to go about that, though, that is more difficult because, again, there is no one answer to what a person sounds like. The typical is to assume that you use a higher voice for a woman and a lower voice for a man. But honestly, I believe that patterns of speech are more important than necessarily the pitch. So honestly, just word choice and speech pattern are what I would say are the things to pay more attention to. Like if I use a higher voice and then you think that, oh, is that a woman voice or is he just a high pitched guy because I'm looking at this heavyset bearded guy across the table? There's nothing in that that necessarily tells you anything about the character. But in terms of how to go about that correctly, honestly, I don't know that I even have a good answer to that. And this is probably one of those things where you just got to kind of figure out what works for you and for your game, whether you are able to just do the pitch better than I can just to do, oh, okay, this is what they're trying to get across, or whether you can get the pattern of speech better in terms of whatever works to get across what you're trying to. I, I, I mostly agree with that. Personally, I find it to be a case where it really depends on the, okay, who's doing the voice, because when it comes down to it, it's how much the person really wants to buy into the character and how willing are they to stick to it. I mean, like, it's okay to, like, um, in, in your home game, it's perfectly fine for, like, a player to be, like, playing a female character without actually doing the voice because you can do what you want. However, if I were to do it on the show, you know, it's that kind of thing where it's slightly different because of it being on the show and people, it's a bit harder to associate certain, um, a voice to a player at times if, you know, it fluctuates sometimes. Yeah, but sorry, just to tangent a little, a good example of just what I mean by the pattern of words you use. And this can be used for different gender, but honestly, this is just general voice tip. So when I say using a different pattern of words, so I was playing the headmistress of the Magic Academy in my home game last week, and they were poking around a corpse that had been recently infested with a Mind Flayer tadpole and was mid-transformation. So I, Remy, just used those words to describe the situation. This is a character who is a lot smarter than I myself am. So to try to show that, she used the words, ah, yes, this is a proto-mind flayer that's mid-parthenogenesis. So just to have a character that is different from you, just use different words than the way you do it, is another good way to just show that, ah, yes, this is another character. That's definitely a very effective way to differentiate the character from yourself. So moving on then to just how to do different voices. One of what I would say is the simplest in theory, but potentially hard in practice, is to just copy people. There are a lot of famous actors that have very particular styles of speech. So even if you're not a master impressionist, a bad impression of someone 
is still a voice that is distinct from your own. So even if you can't do a good impression of someone, it still is a difference from your normal tone and something that can be added to your repertoire. Like, just for fun, I had a sea captain. And just one of my favorite movie moments is Sean Connery in Highlander, who is a Scotsman playing a Spaniard asking about Scotland. And he just says the line, as a alleged Spaniard, so tell me about this Scotland of yours. And th- there's no Spanish in that accent. That's just Sean Connery being, you know, Scottish Sean Connery. And even though I can't do a bad, imp- a good impression of Sean Connery, just using that kind of voice is just something that I myself have fun with. So I decided to just use this voice as a character in my world. So now there's a sailor in my world who just uses this voice and I enjoy doing it, which is the point. Have fun. Indeed. But seriously, though, even if you aren't good at impressions, just having fun with it, joking around, just taking all of the voices that you hear or a distinct accent you hear. If you just want to try out different accents, if you want to just do, you know, generic Russian accent, if you want to just add that kind of twist on voice to just have more arrows in your quiver, that's fun to practice, at least for me personally, I fully admit that I have biases in this area, but it is very good practice as a DM and if you just want to have a voice for a player that you decide on. So Remy, what if you're like me and you don't have anything to reference for voices because you don't watch it? (laughs) Even if you don't watch it, you're still doing something with your time. You still interact with people or maybe you play video games which have voice actors recording their lines. I sincerely hope that all people at least have other people that they hear the voices of, and no one talks exactly the same way that you do. Okay. So what? So how do you, Nathan, spend your time then? You're not watching things, but what do you do with your time then? Typically, I play a game, so I work on the podcast. <laughs> all right. So then you get Cadence Welsh accent just as part of your day. You hear my own American. You hear other people you play video games with people that have different voices maybe you'll have a video game character who speaks with a little more of a southern drawl and then that's another thing that you might have heard a time or two and can give a shot at playing up yeah i do have to say one one thing that does quite influence that has quite influenced my voices is because i used uh, at one point i was i was watching this youtuber who happens to be violently scottish so like um it was pretty cool because you know there's certain strange things about the accent where it's like Marthet. It you know it's it's kind of the, the way they say Marthet, it's like Marthet. It, it's it's really fun i don't know uh yeah <laughs> and i will say like scottish and irish are very often used in D for dwarves particularly so finding you know a scottish podcaster or just youtuber or something might not be a bad place to start if you just want to try a voice for the first time and just don't really know where to start. Those are, I would say, a good first pick. Because once after a while, you just get the dwarvish accent, and it is a kind of hybrid between the Irish and the Scottish. That's quite true. So you just have some fun with it. Indeed. Aye, that's what I mean. Yeah, just dive into it, give it a shot, and even if you're kind of terrible at it, again, I'm having fun with it, and that's all that I care about. And I do have to say, 
with time, most voices do indeed get better. One thing that Caden did note as the show went on is that um, he noted that our Scottish accents, accents, accents got better with time. True. Are you going to be a master at voices the moment you start? Probably not. Maybe, but probably not. It's just one of those things that the more you practice, the more comfortable you get with it and the better you get at it. So just to reiterate one last time, then are voices a necessary part of the game? No. Is it something that I personally believe to be a fun thing and a potentially valuable thing? Also, yes. So give it a shot and have some fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of Riffs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash riffworkpodcast. Tears start as low as a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the Patreon Discord, where we'll be able to chat with the cast, and even a shout-out on the show. Find us on social media, on Twitter at Podcast, on Facebook as Riffwake, and on Reddit, on the subreddit, r slash Podcast. And now, send us an email, riffsandrules at gmail.com. That's riffs, A-N-D, rules at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.